I feel like in, we're in one of those cooking shows. It was like, all right, the challenge is record a podcast. You have one hour. Uh, <laughs> the clock starts now. <laughs> It's harder than it sounds for us. <laughs> Context. We're recording on a different schedule than we usually do. Uh, it's like in the middle of my workday. Because, Kevin, at Shopify, now you're doing four, four day weeks, right? Mm -hmm. uh, work weeks. Which is incredible. Just, just for the summer. So let's not just get carried away here, but it's... It's pretty glorious. <laughs> I'll take it. I was like, can we record then instead of, because we usually record pretty late at night here. Anyway, I was like, this is great. This is easy. But then we just, I have like work meetings trying to be booked on top of stuff and it's kind of chaotic. And so. And I just, and woke, just up. woke up. <laughs> <laughs> so good morning, everyone. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we're here. We're recording. So this show is definitely not going to be longer than an hour. So let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay uh, i wonder how many people got that reference i think like two maybe two i feel like it's it's a huge part of the fun of doing a podcast is to try to insert as many obscure references as possible mm -hmm. and this is when you say reference acknowledged <laughs> uh oof. how how's how's the how's the week been uh how's it been it's been actually pro very productive nice um is it in any way uh related to this new four day week uh? well actually I, f i feel like it's the opposite because these last couple of weeks because it's a four day week it's been i won't say that it's been hard to like get work done but it really feels like the the shift between like you know personal like off time and work time is like about equal <laughs> and so like um it feels like a lot of the days were like really filling up with stuff and it just i finished the week and i'm like so what did we accomplish this week um and especially also because the weeks prior to that we had um canada day and we had central betsy so A lot of those four-day weeks were actually three-day weeks. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, now we're, like, finally, like, kind of getting quote, back, quote-unquote, to, like, an actual four-day week, and it feels good. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so this week's been, it's been a good week. Um, it marks, I believe, six months since we've uh, been working from home. Uh, this at Shopify, so wow. I thought like it's it's kind of an interesting milestone, right? Like it feels like it's been long enough that we've been able to establish new habits, but it's still new enough that I don't feel like I've I've got everything figured out. Mm -hmm. Assuming that we'll we'll get to a point in where you know, not necessarily that everyone will be forced to go back. I think that will be a harder thing to to do. Um, But I assume, you know, we'll get to a point in time in where if you want, you can go back to the office. Uh, would you Would you go? I think I asked this question already, but, you know, as time passes, I wonder if your opinion changes. Yeah, I would, I would definitely go back to the office, but uh, we are now a remote first company. So I don't even know if, Ooh. like, we'll go back to, that, to an office. What, so what, what does that mean, remote first? I mean... It, I think it's hard to define like everyone's trying to figure it out too, like kind of as we go. But basically the idea is um, like 
who knows when we'll be able to like safely reopen offices and then like look i'm i'm sure some people will reopen offices and have everyone wear masks and have like every desk be surrounded in plastic cover and stuff like but that's not really like our goal is not to open an office like this (laughs) um so so yeah basically like it might be what i don't know like a year or two like between now and the time we have a vaccine and so crazy so basically for now we should just assume that we are a remote company and everyone works remotely so basically it's like let's <laughs> let's all kind of get adjusted to remote like let's and, and like the thing i like about this is that it frees us from the idea of like this is going to be temporary cuz like it might be temporary but we really need to make this work for us and mm-hmm. not think of like oh like let's just try to like last whatever amount of time it is it's like no like if we were to do this forever what do we need in order to make this successful? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Um, like, I think once this kind of eventually uh, dies down, like, I I don't know, like if like how we're gonna have offices, if we're gonna have offices, I don't even know if I'm if I can talk about this. I don't I, like I don't have <laughs> actual information, but um, mm-hmm. but I but I do know that like what's safer now is for all of us to work from home. Um, so, yeah, like one of the things I, like I've been trying to do a bit of like a retrospective for for me on like how's how's that gone like what is what are the the upsides and the downsides and like I have to say like I pretty much adjusted and working from home is is nice like I'm spending zero time on commute I'm you know like it's so much easier to focus and sit down and do some do like one task for a longer period of time um it's also much easier to work with other people that are remote like i think the idea of having everyone in their own like little square is so much better than having like three meeting rooms with like mm-hmm. five people you know in each meeting room um so that's been much better one thing i've struggled with though is basically like sort of staying in touch with colleagues like i've been finding that really difficult because yeah i'm talking to all the team members that i work with every day but there's also like way more colleagues that i used to just run into in the corridor and have a random conversation like we'd never worked together before but we just kind of like knew each other and had like random chit chats and i just it feels weird to me to book like a meeting with that person to be like hey like let's Mm -hmm. just talk you know like i'm i'm not sure how like often that would happen that we like would carve out specific time for it whereas i I felt like in the office it just kind of happened naturally that you just like bump into random people and even new people who just like start you just Mm -hmm. like see them in the hallway and like introduce yourself and like start a conversation I'm finding that so much more difficult in a in a remote environment. So I guess like I'm one question I have for you is do you do you also feel this like is there ways that you've figured out that that helps you like keep that more I don't know that more social kind of connection with other team members 
um, in maybe a less formal way than just like an actual like, hey, let's take a full like 30 minutes for a conversation. It's like it's definitely it's not as good. It's not as easy to do that in a remote environment. I'm not going to try to like it's it's the same. You just do this and that like it's not. That's one of the trade offs, right? Like, sure, no commute, less social interactions, right? Like it's 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 a balance. It's just a bunch of trade offs. Uh, and and I do sense this with people that join the company. Uh, I can very easily tell who is used to this remote distributed environment because it's not, again, it's not just uh, being in separate, you know, physical locations. Also, time zones plays a big role mm-hmm. in that as well. Um, so I can I, I can very easily see who's used to this and who's really not uh, in, in, in just some of the ways that they struggle. Um because uh, you do lose a lot of that social interactions and just like hanging out with people and talking about non-work related stuff. That's part of, you know, a team. And so a couple of things that we do is just, we have a lot of meetings that are just social meetings. Um, some like more regular with just, let's say the design team we do like that pretty much twice a week. We have just half hour calls usually uh, at the start of the day, um, both Monday and, and Friday so these are just again social calls we just goof around uh we do then like not as regular but still these social interactions social calls with like larger teams so let's say all the front end and the docs and the design team we get together once a month for like an hour just to talk or whatever we call these the cafes so we have the design cafe and we have you know the ux cafe and whatever <laughs> um so we, we do some of that uh but then again that's some people just want to don't want to go to those because they prefer to just focus and work on stuff mm-hmm. um so some of these most of these are not you know they're not mandatory but they're there um and yeah it's one of the things you you will realize that you probably have way more meetings when you work remote than when you you know are at, at the office <laughs> interesting um uh, yeah yeah it's funny i kind of i feel like i went the other way like I really reduced the amount of meetings I have Mm. now that I'm remote. Um, And I think probably initially is because I felt like the, the hangouts fatigue basically of you're just like back to back, just video call after video call after video call. And like, I think the fact that you can just like sit down for an entire day in front of the screen and just like, Get get to the next one. Get to the next one is just really bad, at least for me. And so, like, I've been, yeah, I've like cut down a lot on the meetings I have to try to shift things to maybe be a little bit more async. Um, and like, it sounds stupid, but just taking like five minutes in between meetings to like go walk around, like even if it's just walking around my apartment. Um, I have like a little balcony, so even like going outside sometimes um, really helps kind of make a difference and just like make me give me more energy by the end of the day. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right, like that you have to think about social and plan it into your like schedule much more um, than you would otherwise. True. I wonder how some companies are, you know, adjusting. Uh, man, when you said it's been six months, like Jesus. <laughs> You're right, but uh, god damn it. I, yeah, it is lot. pretty crazy, right? Like it feels like the time froze a little bit. Yeah. Here here things are like 
honestly, I think this is a bad thing, but they're pretty much back to normal. Mm. Uh, no one wears a mask. No one ever really wears a mask. Yeah, because the Dutch are like that. Uh, everything's open again. Um, bars, gyms, like everything is open again. If mm. you were to walk around, you would never say that. You know, we're in a pandemic. Uh, so, but also the numbers are good. That's why we're here situation so anyway like deborah is going back to the office um daily so it's you know it's it's things things here are a little bit different than in the americas i think um but still still weird anyway yeah here they're like um things are obviously starting to reopen so like stores are reopen stuff like that even gyms but for example for gyms you need to Uh, reserve ahead of time and there's like only a limited amount of people who can be there and like there's like procedures in place um and now they've just announced that it will be mandatory to wear masks uh, inside um at a gym at a gym and like in stores and like basically anytime you're in a public place inside then you have to be wearing a mask that makes sense Um, that makes sense i think i wish you know that was the case yeah yeah, I I think it's one of those things where it's harder to be the one person who does it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I like imagine for you where you're like, yeah, like maybe I should be wearing a mask, but then if like literally nobody else is wearing a mask, you kind of feel feel strange to be that, like that one the, person. You're the weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas here I'm feeling like it's obviously not everyone who's wearing a mask at least until now. Not they just like made it uh, mandatory so we'll see how that changes but um but i feel like when i would walk around i'd be like 50 percent of people would have masks like so it just doesn't feel that weird here's like five okay well <laughs> and those are tourists huh crazy and me <laughs> nice nice uh okay so let's let's move on talk to talk to something else that's <laughs> more fun than uh what else is going on than the pandemic so, um, you posted about a new app on Twitter. <laughs> right. it, it's funny how, like, last week, uh, we were talking about how, you know, we wanted to just, like, share more of our work publicly and just be a little bit more out there and, and <laughs> share right. what, what's going on. And then the next week, you're like, here's an entire new app that I just made. <laughs> Hope you like it. I was like, what? <laughs> Our chat was like a big motivator for all of this. I think either that day or the following day or whatever, I, because I've tweeted about this like web shooter type of app with the Apple Watch like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It was like a little a little idea experiment. And I, and I just tweeted like, should I make this into an actual app? And it's a weird thing because I can't, you know, it's it's a silly app that is just, you know, using a copyrighted, you know, character it's like a spider-man web shooting mm-hmm. app. so i could try to make something around that you know like spider person uh, <laughs> uh i don't know anyway I, I could try to go around it but i felt like i've built this little thing and while you press a button and it plays a sound and i you know i, I i'm all about sound effects like in every <laughs> meeting i have sound effects and it's a thing um and uh, there's some times in where maybe we're recording this show and I'm not at home and I kind of miss my bell, you know, like, ah, I wish I had a bell. <laughs> in some of those moments, and so having a portable always with you soundboard felt like, oh, that sounds fun. 
Uh, and I kind of like the hard part is done, which is find a way to play a sound on Apple Watch. I had that done. So right, it was pretty easy. Like the app is pretty simple. It's you know, it's it's very very simple. It's very very easy to build, and uh, so I so I did it. I think Monday I built like in the in the morning because I can only do this in mornings, which is my time off. I only start working afterwards. Uh, so in, in Monday morning I built like a thing that for all the sounds, and then like the following morning I designed half of the icons. I was like trying to brainstorm just the style of the icons, and then I think it took me another morning to just put it all together. So, like, I started Monday, and today's Friday. So, yesterday, Thursday, I submitted a test flight build, which, by the way, is, was rejected. Oh, what? Still, I, I'm, <laughs> For I'm what reason? The, well, no reason. It was more of, like, we need more information. So, they asked me for a video, a link to, the, to a video of me using the app on a device. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's so and weird. Mine. Mind you, this is just for, for the test flight build to be approved, not the actual app to go in the store. Just for a test flight. Um, hmm. Crazy, crazy pants. <laughs> anyway, so I had, like, I, this was one of the things that I, like, motivation was of the essence. Like, I just couldn't <laughs> stop. I couldn't lose momentum because then I would never ship this. Like, whatever. It's kind of done. I don't care. Um, so I had great ideas. Like, I even reached out to some uh friends and people that i loved to work on some custom illustrations for this and maybe we could do something for like the marketing and maybe order some stickers and like some cool ideas but all of this would take a while you know to find times and until they would be available and then you know work with them to get some illustrations all that thing takes time and time here can be like oh another week or two or mm -hmm. a month but I think that that would be enough for me to lose momentum and like <laughs> stop caring. So I was like, okay, I need to ship something, and and then I can work on like you know after it's live, I can work on a future release and I can iterate on it. But I didn't want to lose that momentum. And Apple now is kind of making me lose. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on, just, just get it done. So weird. It's like. <laughs> Why can't they just test it themselves? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I really don't. I asked, um, so we have like this WWDC nerd iMessage <laughs> group with uh, Ryan and uh, Pim. Um, Pim works at, uh, he's an iOS developer. He works at Byte. And so we just, I asked in the group, like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, that happened once. It's, yeah, that sometimes happens. Huh. Uh, but it's it's usually not a big deal. You just give them a video okay rafa challenge for you i think you need to make okay. this video as funny as possible <laughs> and i should like, think it the video is sent it's uh, very boring oh uh, really rafa sorry it was such an opportunity because i woke up this morning to the email saying your test flight build was rejected i'm like damn you apple what the hell i hate app stores <laughs> and so i was kind of worried because like if they're rejecting my test flight build, like I wonder what's going to happen with my actual build, <laughs> like final release build. So I just recorded the thing like here, please, 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 just, just, just let me do the thing. Uh. Um, but but okay, here's here's the difference, um, or here's what I'm doing different because I've because of something I learned with the hand mirror is 
I'm going to take that extra like two, three, four days uh, to polish it up a little bit. So like right now, the current state of affairs is there's crashes. Um, like you can crash this if you want. I'm still a bit like I'm still unsure if like how how much of the crashes are related to me running watchOS 7 beta or, you know, just well because the real crashes that happens. So that's something that I want to learn from having more test flight uh people testing uh and then like just the icons and stuff i want to polish that um like they, they look a bit a bit you know is there gonna be an icon with your face on it <laughs> <laughs> that's all i want to know really <laughs> <laughs> that should be an easter egg actually like oh there, there's something you can do and then like all the icons are like your face with different <laughs> reactions i don't know thanks i hate it <laughs> yeah no don't 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 do this to me because i will do it no i can't i should no i'm not gonna do that that's stupid but okay here's here's the thing because i was trying to do you know because i didn't i want to do this as fast as i could i'm doing everything myself and like i've seen all my shortcomings like designing icons ugh, like they're not bad but they're not incredible like they're not good they're pretty good I've, though but i think from what i really. saw they were nice <laughs> multicolored like icons with a style yeah, I haven't settled on a style because huh. even the buttons are a little bit skeuomorphic, a little bit like there's gradients and borders, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and they have like you know the pressed down and like they're like I'm reversing those styles, but it's still like I haven't quite nailed that. And I wanted to do first like more of a sticker like for the illustrations. It would look like an actual mm. button with a sticker on top of the button. Okay, but that would require more illustration skills. That if I'm bad at icon design, I'm terrible at illustrations so i i mean you want to make it look like a sticker just add a white border (laughs) essentially like universal code for this is a sticker (laughs) i know i might still do that anyway like and then and then use uh use like the gyroscope for like the light reflection effect (laughs) i don't know if you can do this on watch us would be awesome you can read gyroscope data but i don't think you can use that with then swift ui which i am using surely you could i don't see why not here's some surprising things though like one of the with break to save two that i've been working on forever and never ship um i was struggling with like going all in with just like a a watch only independent app um, but that raised a lot of questions regarding, like, because I'm gonna, this is gonna be an update to the existing app. If the ex- existing app is not a watch-only app, if you upgrade, what happens? Does it just delete mm-hmm. your iOS bundle? It's a lot of questions that I wasn't sure. And then when WatchOS six, you know, last year was released, there was no in-app purchase for watch-only apps. That was later introduced in like WatchOS six point three, I think, or point two. Um, it was it was kind of weird, and I wasn't sure. Like, does anyone actually uses the App Store app on the watch? I don't think so. Can you link? Can you like install watch only apps on your phone, like using the App Store on your phone? Oh, and then click install and install on your watch. Or do you need to? Because if you can only install it through your watch, like how can I Forget have it. a landing page yeah. with a link? Click here to install. Like you can't do that. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, like, what, what would be the impact on that on, you know, just impressions and stuff. Um, 
a lot of questions around this. Like, can I even use test flight for watch only apps? Because <laughs> there's no test flight app on the watch. How does that work? Good question. Um, so I had a lot of questions that I wasn't like confident enough that that would be a good solution with Break to Safe. So I, I chickened out effectively. Mm. Um, but this was like, oh, this is a great little thing that doesn't matter if it does well or not. You know, I don't care. So this is a great way to kind of test the App Store on the watch, mm-hmm. um, and so that, that yeah that is part of the that's part of the plan. And I've been learning a lot. So, oh. in fact, you can indeed have test flight watch only apps. Um, uh, so because I just did it, so that works. Uh, still not sure about installing watch only apps on the App Store on your phone. Um, but if you can do it with test flight, I'm thinking maybe you can. I'll still have to learn, figure that out. And um, so, yeah. And then eventually I want to also test with some in-app purchase. And that can either be when I finally work with my Illustrator friend to maybe create like a sticker pack or just honestly just update the whole app using actual good illustrations. Um, and this is one of those apps, like it's really easy to add stuff, unlockables or whatever on top. Like, hey, I can, I'm going to ship with seven sound effects. I can just say, hey, you know, there's an update you can pay to get more other six or whatever right yeah, yeah yeah. or one of the things i'm looking into and i'm pretty sure i can do it but i don't want to increase the scope of this initial version i'm pretty sure i'm going to be able to like you can record a sound and then play it so you can create Ooh. your own sound effects that's cool but uh, again i don't want to commit to that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i haven't actually built it but anyway fun little thing it's like a perfect level of complexity that it's like it's not incredibly easy that it's not even fun, but it's easy enough that I can get this up and running in like a day or two. Mm-hmm. And so it's like just the right level of complexity for my skill set and for what mm-hmm. I, you know, what I want to do. So it's been fun. Yeah, that's really cool. And and that's something I love too about some of these projects that you're taking on is like you're really good at scoping them correctly. So that, like, you're actually able to finish them and launch them. (laughs) Um, It's based on laziness and just impatience. But but that's also skill. Like, Mm -hmm. finding, like, what is a a right amount of work that I can reasonably do in a reasonable amount of time. Like, I think one of the reasons why I never ship any of my projects is I I try to do too much. Like, I just, it, it becomes so big that at one point I just get bored and I just like have a half finished thing. Mm-hmm. So, and I think the way you go about it is like, no, no, no. Like, how can I get something out like as fast as possible? And then like, if people enjoy it and it, you know, it, people actually use it, then I'll like build on top of it and like add some more stuff. And I think I need a little bit more of that thinking into my side projects. So, yeah, it's very inspiring. That's that's what you get when you hustle on scrappy startups for you <laughs> i can see where you're going and like with break to safe i i've been feeling that other end of the spectrum right like hmm. I, it's too much i'm not motivated enough and it's just i've been dragging around um with hand mirror i think it was i was too hasty and i shipped probably <laughs> too early um to be honest i should have just go that extra mile which the extra mile is an about screen and a setting screen <laughs> um to be able to ship it on the app store on day one um so i think i missed out on some of yeah 
that initial uh, exposure and that initial spike in downloads. So with this, it's like, okay, I would honestly, I would release this, even knowing there's a couple of crashes and whatever. Like it works most of the time. I'm, I bet some people would enjoy it, even if it crashes. Mm-hmm. So why not? Well, because give it another week, just one more week. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can refactor the code. And yeah, it's uh, uh, it's it's interesting because so I, I didn't want to wait for WatchOS 7 because uh, I want to, again, ship it as soon as I can. And uh, so I'm, it's going to support WatchOS 6, which allows me to use SwiftUI, but not just SwiftUI, if that makes sense. I still have to get the hosting view controllers right. and get the WatchKit nonsense around it. <laughs> um, but in this case, like again, it was the right level of complexity. Like, oh, I've done this with Break to Safe in one of the early mm-hmm. rewrites. I've, I know how to do this. Uh, yeah, I don't know where we're going with this, but it was fun just to build like every every uh, every view is built using SwiftUI, mm-hmm. which again was fun to be able to keep using SwiftUI, right? Because I think both me and you we've 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 played with it, we've used it, we've tested it, but we never really did anything with it mm-hmm. to the point in where you know some of these other people we talked about it last week, uh, where we're seeing all these great you know designers and people on Twitter just doing cre- incredible things with SwiftUI and following through right like it's a thing it's a, it's a muscle they're 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 exercising they're flexing um and so sometimes even with my own relationship with swift ui has been i'll try it oh i get it but then i have nothing to do with it so i just drop it mm. and so uh i was glad that i was able to keep flexing those muscles right like keep using swift ui find the reasons to use it yeah yeah um yeah i think i've played with it a little bit more um and then finding a little bit more success with it. I, to me, the the thing with SwiftUI that like kills me every time is not what everyone's doing with SwiftUI, which is like creating these like cool views and like recreating you know whatever apps. It like mm-hmm. that like level of like staticness is totally easy. With well, I mean. Obviously, there's a learning curve, and like the more complex things are, the like I don't I don't want to discredit like people doing mm-hmm. this, but like to me, that's that those are the things that SwiftUI does really really well. What it doesn't do as well is like, oh, if I tap this button and present this sheet and dismiss it, then I can't tap any other buttons for like ten seconds after that. Why? Because it just doesn't register the 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 taps. Like there's no other reason. Like like that's like a random bug that I've been having that just huh. well I guess like that's the only there's not really any way around that that's weird or like it's like I had this this case where I needed to you know like on uh mac os um like in notes for example like there's a new folder button that's at the bottom of the sidebar mm-hmm. um and so I want like the scroll view to scroll and then the button the button to stay fixed at the mm. bottom and it's like <laughs> technically like i should just be able to do this in in software like very easily it's like uh-huh. a v stack inside of there is a list and at the bot then a spacer then the button but if i do that it like basically it like doesn't understand how to render the the navigation title and so 
as soon as oh. you scroll, the animations are totally fucked. Like the the title like stays on top of the list who scrolls, and it just like is oh my god, like so broken. So it's just like, yeah, in theory it should work, but in practice it just doesn't. <laughs> and it's like, well, doesn't seem to be like a lot of workarounds ar- like around that. So let me just do the trusty old way of just doing it in normal UI kit. And like UI kit is so much more code and so much more of a pain in the butt to like get things to display right. But it works. <laughs> that's that's fair enough. And, and by the way, Swift UI on this year's OS's right uh i was 14 and stuff it, there was significant improvements uh just in, even on uh, added functionality and stuff mm-hmm. you can actually have now if statements like <laughs> inside yeah uh, thank god. <laughs> declaration which oh my god okay um yeah i get it <laughs> uh there's still some like at this point some of the glaring emissions like in the beginning i was like Oh, this is the first year. Like, of course, they're not going to support every type of component or whatever. But the second year, some of these some like basic uh, UI components like pagination on a watch, it's still not supported. Mm. Um, so much so that, like, I've I've redesigned the basic navigation layout of Break to Safe because I'm getting strong hints that like maybe navigation. Uh, pagination i mean on the apple watch is something that they don't want to see yeah i think the problem is they introduce the new cell swipe actions and so if you have that plus a paging like indicator thing then it's you know the the swipes just are the same like it it won't be able to tell whether you want to swipe on the cell or you want to swipe to move the page so Mm -hmm. your app doesn't necessarily have those swipe actions but that could be a reason. That's a good point. And I've been, just like with the WatchOS 7, they are getting rid of the uh, Force Touch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 3D Touch? I forget which one they call it. Force Touch. Anyway, Haptic they're getting rid touch. of it. <laughs> so, so they are redesigning some of the apps that would rely on that Force Touch to include a button somewhere. And in most cases, like, fine. like Because I get it. You know, it's not a discoverable action. And I get it. You shouldn't rely on it. But in some ways, like the, the to dismiss all the notifications, like oh my god, now I have to scroll all the way to the <laughs> top of the list to find the clear all button. Like in some ways, it's infuriating. So, but just just like with that, like a strong hint that Apple doesn't like they're going to deprecate this. So make sure that every button is visible somewhere in the in the UI. Um, I've been also looking around, like hey, are they redesigning some of their built-in apps not to use that pagination style? Mm uh and like not really uh so like a big one a very popular app on apple watch is the workouts app and that is still like you know during your workout you can swipe uh you know to see the music controls you can swipe again to see well like all the options like pause and restart and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um so it's i don't know i'm I'm confused Uh, i'm not sure if they're gonna deprecate that or not i just know that getting rid of it uh to fully go you know support swift ui uh fully it's it's made it way easier to pass data around because then mm. I don't have to use all the environment objects in I forget what I call it. I just pass data around because pagination they're like two separate you know hosting view controllers, so it's kind of hard to pass data around. Anyway, mm. is this interesting for our audience? 
I don't, I don't know. know, but it's it's interesting to me. I think it's, I think it's cool. <laughs> Here, I'll make some sounds. <laughs> just, did, did it make it more interesting? <laughs> <laughs> well, people will just have to tell us, so write us, everyone. <laughs> right in. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, the, we, we got some feedback on Twitter. Some people reached out after our last episode. Say that they... Uh, you know, they 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 could relate with the, some of the topics, some of the struggles and feelings that we we talked about. Uh, you know, all about um, that FOMO, fear of missing. Well, what did I call it? Fear of becoming obsolete. FOBO. <laughs> I forget. Anyway, that that feeling of like maybe feeling the pressure to learn new skills or whatever. Uh, so, if, thanks everyone who wrote in. We see you. Yeah. Uh, did you order a chair already? Or what? I did. <laughs> so is this the, is this the show where we're going to talk about arms or no arms? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> arms or no arms? Uh, it's like a robot or not, but for chairs. Um, yeah. So I've been using for a long time now a um, Herman Miller Setu chair. And it's basically like an old chair that I got from our old office. When we when we moved offices, they were like, yeah, we're changing the color scheme for our chairs. And so <laughs> if anyone wants these, these chairs that we're using, uh, you can have them. And I, I think they like sold them for us. Like essentially just on principle. Like I think I, I paid like $100 for it or something like that for like essentially an $800 chair. Mm-hmm. Um so, um, so yeah, so I've had this chair for a long time. I've, I've been using it ever since. Uh, but now that we're working from home, uh, and my boyfriend's also working from home, uh, we only had one like office chair. And so. <laughs> Did uh, you fight over that chair? <laughs> basically right now <laughs> I, I'm using the, the kitchen chair. Um, and, but like, I've always kind of like wanted to replace it eventually um Mm -hmm. it's still very comfortable but i was like if i'm gonna be setting up my actual like office setup then Mm -hmm. let me let me get a proper chair and so so that's the plan so he's gonna be using my old one and then i'm gonna have the new one um at first so okay here's here's the thing is like i at work like i've used a lot of the uh aaron chair and I think that's kind of the the basic chair, like the default chair, I guess, um, that you get for, for sitting on all day. Except, like for me, aesthetics is a higher criteria than I think some of the other like reviews that I've seen online. Sure. I mean, you can even say it is a criteria. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, like a lot of reviews I've seen, it, it's it's kind of like not even. Are you saying that you're not into that this new trend of having the like racing cars chairs of all the streamers? Is that a trend? You I know, don't. Like, I watch zero like, streamers or anything like that. So. Come on, you have to know about the ga- a gamer chair. No? What's a gamer chair? Oh my god, Kevin, who are you? Just Google gamer chair. Okay, let me see gamer chair it's, it's like what a, what about me that makes you think that i would know what this is oh interesting have you never watched a youtube video <laughs> yes but not of gamers they all have these chairs really like just gamer chairs oh my god 
Yeah, that is terrible. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I absolutely do not want this. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I, to be fair, I don't think the Aaron chair is as offensive as any of these are. <laughs> No. Apologies if any of our listeners have one, but this is, this is not a good looking chair. Um, I'm sure it's comfy. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so so anyways, I was like, okay, like let me see what's there. So um, I had, I know like a couple of people that have the sail chair. So I was like, oh, like maybe that could be interesting. Um, but which one? The sail. Herman Miller sale. It's the one with like the the back that's like very open. That's just like um, I don't know how you call this. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like the the Spider Man. Like, yeah, <laughs> the Spider Man chair. Yeah, because um, I was like, this already just looks more interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. And if it's as comfortable as the 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 Aaron chair, then I think that could be a good. Uh, good compromise um but yeah like as i started looking at reviews online i quickly realized that buying a chair is essentially like buying a mattress which means everybody's got like different opinions and it's actually kind of hard for you to tell like even if you sit down on the chair like how's that gonna be like after many many hours being on it Mm. um you want a Casper of chairs. Yeah, but see, like, nobody re- recommends the Casper, though. That's, oh, I, that, I, I, I don't know. I that don't is know. also the is thing. It? Like, it's, everyone's like, no, there's this, like, other one. And then, like, there's a million different models. And it's just, like, becomes really complicated. So, anyways, I was like, you know, let me let me roll the dice even more and just ask Twitter <laughs> for opinions. And, boy, <laughs> do people have opinions about chair. <laughs> um but it's actually actually been really fun uh turns out chair twitter is a very good corner of twitter (laughs) everyone chair twitter yeah everyone was really nice and sending lots of recommendations and lots of things for me to think about that i haven't considered um and it's really funny because i got like the like all the extremes from people that are like oh just get this like Aaron chair or just get this like even more ugly chair like it's the most comfortable blah 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 it's the best get this and you want the most amount of adjustments all the way to people saying oh even even the sale is like so ugly (laughs) you shouldn't get any of these chairs here's here's this like um our friend uh mateus sent sent us uh or sent me uh, a link to one of the chairs that's used in one of the um wwdc session videos oh my god that has like a really interesting design uh to it but which I'm, one is it uh let me see if i can find the tweet uh and i did notice it in the video where i was like that's such a weird design for a chair like in a good way i think but like mm-hmm. still kind of a strange design interesting chair yeah <laughs> wait these are all the same chairs um i th- no they're slightly different i think there's like the first wait. one is a narrower model i guess god i love that first one with no arms <laughs> oh my god okay let's get let's get to no arms in in a sec <laughs> uh so so anyways so i got a lot of opinions and it's it was really interesting to see what people thought. And then uh, 
Paul at Stammy on Twitter uh, said that he has a Cosm chair, which is a Herman Miller chair I had n- never even heard of before. Um, so I was like, oh, interesting. Um, so I was like, okay, like let me let me take a look. And so they actually have uh, Herman Miller uh, chairs in a store here. And so when it became like easier for me to get to a store, um, I went and tried them and the chair I was the most comfortable in was the Cosm, like after trying all of them, including the Aaron. And like, I'm not an expert at setting up the Aaron chair and like tweaking all the knobs, but I've done it a lot of times. Like I, I consider myself okay at setting it up. And even then, like I didn't feel like you could get it to a point where I felt as comfortable as the Cosm. Um, the Cosm has like an interesting philosophy as a chair. Um, there's no adjustment beyond height. It's like the chair should figure out <laughs> how to be comfortable to you. Um, and I was like, yes, like this is something that really appeals to me. It obviously doesn't appeal to other people because like, if you're the kind of person who wants to be tweaking every little like detail, this is not going to be for you. It's also, from what I've heard, it's not a chair that's made for particularly tall people. But hey, not a problem for me. Um, and the thing that also like kind of confirmed this to me, that this was the chair for me, is it's designed by the same uh, design studio who designed the Setu chair. So it's like, ah, okay. Like, these are the same people who designed the previous chair that I liked and was very comfortable. And so it's it's a lot of the same ideas just put in a chair that's meant for longer uh, sitting periods. And it looks great. I'm so lost. I'm so lost. I'm going to put all these links. Look at the show art in your... (laughs) I'm going to put these chairs so you can look at it and know what we're talking about. But which one is that? So... Link, show me the the one that you got. So it's the Cosm high back with the height adjustable arms. So let me send you the link. All right, Kevin. So let's talk about arms. I don't like this. I don't like how it looks. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, fair enough, right? Uh, who cares? It's it's definitely one of the like better looking, ugly looking chairs. <laughs> <laughs> like in the category of like. Ugly looking chairs that are really good for your posture and good for you. Um, and like most of Herman Miller chairs, I would say, fall in that bucket. In that bucket, this is probably one of the best looking ones. But it's still hard for me to dip a toe in that bucket. <laughs> I mean, but to be fair, like, this is not like a kitchen table chair you know like this right. is this is a chair that is that meant is to enough. be sit on like and, and i said that aesthetics is a criteria for me and it is mm-hmm. important but is not more important than like the number one priority of this chair is being comfortable <laughs> uh okay we can talk about please uh, no arms uh, but by the way like i got a chair not that long ago and it's like it's not a great chair it's it's a terrible chair it's a terrible chair but my set of criteria were so peculiar that you know here's here's what i needed here's what i was looking for in a chair um in big disclaimer like i think this makes everything make more sense my desk is in my living room like it's an open area uh, section of my apartment and so like this is not in the office clearly this is an office 
you know, furniture. This is so it needs to look good and blend in with the rest of the furniture a little bit. Um, so the criteria was no arms, no wheels. God, I hate wheels. Oh, what? Um, it needs to be adjustable and yeah, and kind of look good. <laughs> and also, kind of, I need it right now. Right. <laughs> so it can be hard to get. Um, so I got a, a terrible one, but it looks good. It's terrible for my back. I just know it. I need to get a new chair eventually. But it's like it's actually like a built-to-order IKEA one that you kind of go through all the materials. Huh. It's bad, but whatever. It fit the criteria. Can you send us a, uh, a link? Sure. Yeah, and obviously, like I think that's part of what makes it hard for um, for people to just like buy chairs is that everyone's has slightly different criteria. <laughs> like for me. I absolutely need like wheels on this chair. Like I don't, I don't want to be like have to like you know try to move it around. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, like ev- you know, everyone has different kind of criteria. And also, I have totally. to say, like being able to see the chair in person like gives you a different feel than just seeing it in pictures. Um, but yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, so my, why my... why no arms? <laughs> Um, I, I, I listed most of the, like the big ones on Twitter, but like arms first, they just bump against the desk all the time and it's annoying. Um, second, I never really use them that much because usually my arms are resting on my tabletop, on my desk tabletop, Mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily on the chair arms. Yeah. Um, third i forget which number i'm in then i really like to sometimes and i know it's bad for your posture but sometimes i like to uh i like to uh, cross my legs like while sitting on my chair mm-hmm. really hard to do in some chairs with arms because the arms get in the way uh another yeah. i like so to just like mini like interjection into this uh-huh. to me this is a feature <laughs> like i want a chair that makes it hard for me to cross <laughs> my legs like if if let me do what i want <laughs> if if the arm can do this for me i would love that <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh i really like to get in the chair from anywhere like i just i the arms just most most of the times get in the way um and they don't like the benefit that they provide which like sure sometimes it's it's comfortable to rest your arms they don't outweigh all the annoyances it's Mm -hmm. mostly just annoying to have the arms and sometimes if you're buying a really expensive chair, sometimes buying with no arms is cheaper. So even an- another, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> benefit. Um, I remember, I think it was John Syracuse who talked about, like, I know he also Oh, yeah, I remember arms. this. Um, and I think it might have been then that I, like, opened up that as a possibility in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I And I just bought in at the time i just removed the arms of my chair this is how it felt like i had this those herman miller classic like office chairs whatever forget the name um and yeah i can't go back i prefer it no arms no arms (laughs) fair fair enough fair enough it's like i i hear all the reasons like i don't see how they apply to me so (laughs) i think you never bumped your arms your your chair arms and your desk I mean, I can get to the point where they they touch, but usually I feel like that when the arm touches the the desk, that means I'm at an appropriate distance. Like I shouldn't get closer to this. Like I, 
I rarely feel like I have to bring the chair even closer to the desk. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, One thing, too, is I got the height adjustable ones. And so Mm -hmm. it is possible for me to, like, lower the arms so that they would, like, go under the desk. And so, like, if if I really do want to, like, you know, have the chair, like, be as close as possible to the desk, I can just, like, lower them. Okay. Just here's my thinking, my rationale. I only sit on this chair when I'm sitting at my desk. That's number one. Number two, if I'm sitting at my desk, I'm usually like my my arms, my hands are on the keyboard. Um, like this, I'm doing some. My arms are on the desk because I'm, you know, mm-hmm. on my desk. So nowhere in this scenario, I have the like I can I can yeah. rest my arms in my chair arms. Right, right. Like they're not providing any value. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like another thing in the way. Of crossing my legs and getting in. The- <laughs> Look at this. Can you do this? You can't do this. You can't do this. Just, just get in. I mean, I can't anywhere. really see anything, but <laughs> anyway. Um, by the way, yeah, I, I don't know. I like that's that's just chair, like never so. really been a problem for me. Like, oh no, I can't get into my chair again. Like, probably very valid for you. Like, I'm not dis- discrediting what it is, but I'm just like, mm-hmm. eh, I'll just ro- rotate the chair. Like, it'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, um, do, let's do the following. Can you, probably, because it's a fancy pants chair, you will probably be able to remove the arms after the fact. I know I could do that with right. my Herman Miller before. Um, so, you know, you're going to get your fancy chair, and I'm really happy for you. I also probably should get a new one. So, I, I, I'm so glad that you get all this these recommendations that you kind of did your research because I think I'm going to pick your brain uh, on this. But so, you know, you're going to get a chair, you're going to be very happy and then maybe like a month in, whatever, uh-huh. once you, you, once you uh, broke in your chair, right, um, remove the arms for a week. Mm-hmm. See how that feels. Because, yeah. you know, you have nothing to lose um, mm-hmm. at that point. So then report back. <laughs> cool. Awesome. You'll see. All right. Sweet. We have so much more to talk about, but we have, we have no time. Uh, I also want to talk about the XDR display. It's been a thing. It, it it won't leave my my brain. I'm like hovering the buy button really? every day. Wow. Yeah. It's 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 so hard. You so far have been the only person <laughs> successful at at like preventing me from placing an order on this display. Everyone else is like, it's silly. Don't do it. Whatever. But like, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that that doesn't work but you've been the only person successfully uh at preventing you know it's mostly like think about touchscreen max and think about all of this like this monitor can become obsolete in a year or yeah. whatever yeah uh, to me it's like that plus um this is not all win like this is like you now lose the uh, uh, sorry you lose a, a webcam and you lose the speakers yeah. on your display like and and, okay with. and you get a fan too in your display which is you like hear people say it's quiet and stuff but like i don't know it just feels like it's this like big expensive like don't touch it don't you know be careful not scratch it kind of thing that you, Kevin? It is coming that you would potentially buy right before a huge Mac transition where probably a lot of the new displays will have rounded corners 
And so mm. you will be like one of the these people that would be stuck with this like fancy, expensive, old computer that is the last display that's been made <laughs> with like square corners. Like, is that really what you want? I wish we had time to go to to go down like, this rabbit hole, but but thanks yeah. for the weekly voice of reason. Um, like it is really <laughs> nice. Don't get me wrong. Is this the nicest display that is out there? Yes, yes. in terms of, of hardware design. No, no. But don't, yeah, yes. But Rafa, just think about how ugly it will look like with a a, a webcam on top. Just like I I just I cannot. Like get myself to buy a six thousand dollar display. I have to buy a webcam to put on top. It's just <laughs> so terrible. Do you remember that that old Apple webcam, like with a little tube? There's, yeah, there's a eyesight, minimally minimal blog post. Yeah, the that. eyesight camera, like that. It was even like less offensive than the current webcams people are buying. That. But anywho. Kevin, six minutes. Uh, we should do recommendations. Uh, we are contractually obliged. Um, do you have one? Why don't you start? <laughs> okay, I'll start. Uh, recommendation is it's it's the Apple News today, which hmm. like technically it's a podcast. If you open your podcast app, like if you're using the built-in or whatever, if you search for it, it's a new podcast made by Apple. Uh, you can you can you know subscribe, listen to it, whatever. Uh, but it's extra cool, I think, because if you you know if you ask uh, Siri to p- play the news, uh, I think by default it would um, default to play the NPR news. But you could uh, you could ask Siri to to switch for you know to a different provider, so you could ask like Fox News or whatever, or like CNN or whatever. Um, so this is like a new news provider for iOS and the HomePod as well. Um, hmm. So I tried, and if I asked uh, Siri on the HomePod to play Apple News, it would play, you know, the this new news provider show, whatever. But uh, after I, I asked that the first time, from now on, every time I ask, just play the news, it will play Apple News, and it's just a super chill, modern. It looks like it sounds good. Um, I love the sound design, like a little all huh. the sound effects and jingles. Like it feels cool in a way that maybe NPR didn't <laughs> really. Uh, so I just I love it. It's 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 like my as I'm making coffee every every day every morning I'll just ask to play the news and it's it's a nice way. It's very short, but it's a nice way to start the day. Anyway, ooh, that's, it. that's good. Um, nice. <sighs> so what is my recommendation? There's like one thing that I've been wanting to recommend, but I don't know if I can because it's kind of. It's like, well, I guess I can. I don't know if I can talk about it. It's like a beta. Do you think that counts? Uh, I've been using my mind from Ven Schneider. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Potentially problematic character. I don't know, but um, yeah. I've signed up for the beta. Uh. Yeah. The thing is called my mind. It's the first service that I use that um actually uses sign sign in with Apple. Um. Mm. And that experience is like super smooth of just like creating a new account and logging in. Um, So it's really nice. Um, But basically what it is, is like you can just kind of like dump whatever information you want, whether it's images or text or articles and stuff. And it just like automatically uses like 
kind of basic machine learning to detect the colors and detect like for example like let's say i was doing some research on some chairs like i can just drag a bunch of pictures and then i just like search chair and then it will like surface all the stuff oh nice um so it's actually like a pretty good like even though it's just a beta and they're just getting started it's a pretty good place to like just have like inspiration boards i find like after ember <laughs> kind of disappeared um Probably. i just kept a uh, a folder of inspiration which is like a bunch of images but mac os is actually like not very good at keeping these things whenever i open the mm-hmm. folder like it actually takes time for the thumbnails to load <laughs> uh and the thumbnails are, are small and like there's not really any good ways to filter them i also don't want to carry those things in in photos like because photos would technically have a lot of those features obviously i don't have like thousands of pictures in there yet but it's fast it's like basically instant i can drag wh- whatever i want um they don't have a siri bookmarklet yet or siri they don't they don't have a safari bookmarklet yet but um but they say that it's coming and so i'm pretty optimistic that this might be able to become my like next inspiration gathering tool um so praise yeah like i mean obviously this is not like a full review because this is just um in beta still but i would say i recommend signing up for for the beta um if you can cool Um, it's pretty good yeah we'll do cool all right i have to run to my next meeting kevin was nice to catching up with you cool same follow us on twitter or whatever uh yeah (laughs) it's like different vibe recording in the morning (laughs) i know oh this is great i'm not mumbling as much (laughs) but i don't know i'm not as tired we'll we'll see in the edit (laughs) yeah we'll see all right man talk to you soon okay bye bye